What's good, everybody? We're back for another episode of Super Shorts Podcast. I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying the ride so far, man. This episode here is, uh, this one is named Actions, and I promise you this one is filled with action. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite chapters. I think it may be the longest chapter that we have um, in this season, and uh, I think it's well worth it. Um if you guys are listening to it and feel like it's too long, I mean, most people, I listen to podcasts all the time. Um, most podcasts I listen to are at least an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. You know what I mean? This episode is going to be around 25 to 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I don't think it's too long, but if it is, and you guys want us to split the episode, we can do that too. Uh, <laughs> but I think, uh, it should keep you engaged the entire time. And I think it's an action packed ride. Um, we're picking up from the end of the story and, uh, we're back with Jackson Ace Blade for this part. Uh, so I can promise you, like I said, it's a very action packed, um, episode, uh, very deep stuff getting ready to go down and, and I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to go ahead and kick this episode off. Uh, we love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for riding with us. Continue to spread the word for us and subscribe, uh, get others to subscribe and, uh, I'll see you guys at the outro. DL, please tell me you were able to get in touch with Michelle. Shelby's guaranteeing they'll get Amber in 24 hours. We gotta get her back to the yard. Jack says over his comm, as he and Ace Blade take the elevator down to the ground floor. Not yet. She's not answering, and neither is Amber. I'm not trying to spy on them, so I didn't. DL prepares to finish before being interrupted by Jax. Damn it. Hold on, man, let me call Amber. Jack says as he presses her name into the phone. I'm going to beat her little ass when I finally talk to her. She's probably watching YouTube or playing a game or something. Teenagers are the worst sometimes. If you got kids that aren't teenagers, I'm warning you, it's bad. Jack says to Ace Blade as the elevator stops on the ground floor. Wait a minute. Listen, I was able to hack the communications on the helicopter Shelby is in, and this isn't good. DL says to Jax as he amplifies the conversation for Jax to hear. How's it going with the host, Dr. Green? I'm with Secretary Shelby now, and he'd like an update on your progress. DeMaurier says insistently. Things have been going well. The imbecile you hired to bring her here has made her reluctant to cooperate willingly. In an hour's time, once her powers come back to her, I'll have convinced her and we can move forward. Dr. Green responds reassuringly. Her cooperation isn't necessary. We need results, Dr. Green. I chose you specifically for results and to give someone like you a chance. There are other candidates for the job. Your credentials and accomplishment are top notch, but maybe this is too much for someone of maybe your, well, your. DeMaurier responded, gathering his words carefully before being interrupted. I will get the job done and I will do it as planned. You came to me, not the other way around. There is a reason she needs to cooperate. I don't need to explain myself to you. If you want to find someone else, by all means, have at it. This will be the last time you question me, though. Dr. Green prepared to finish tersely before being interrupted by a slightly humble-toned Maurier. No, no. 
That won't be necessary. We're just in the timeline and we need to ensure our client. Demoria is cut off again. I'll say it again. You let me worry about this. You worry about whatever it is you are doing. Nevertheless, I have some information that is far more important to discuss. As I explained to you before, the blood sample we have for Amber isn't sufficient enough to produce the results we are looking for. We need more, and I've devised a way to bring her here. Currently, she's with her best friend that moved away to Vegas City last year. A young lady named Aria. I arranged for them to meet up, and I know exactly where she is right now. She hasn't been able to convince Amber to come willingly yet. Perhaps Shelby can help to separate the mother from her long enough for us to bring her here. She is the mother lord. We can use Badua, but she won't be nearly as potent as Amber will be for the process. Dr. Green shares with Demorier, who turns and nods to Shelby. Where are they? We can get something together to assist. Demorier says, smiling. 723 Action Avenue, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70301. Please, promise me that you won't be forceful unless it's absolutely necessary. Dr. Green pleads with Demorier. Shelby rolls his eyes before responding in Demorier's stead. We'll keep it real smooth like hoss. Plans just switched up. I gotta go help my daughter, man. I'll circle back for Badgerwell as soon as I can. Jack says before he bolts towards his truck. Nah, I heard the conversation. I'm going with you. Let's go get your baby girl. I'll meet you there. Ace Blade says back to Jax as he takes off running to his chopper. I appreciate it. Don't worry about meeting me there. Jax runs over to Ace Blade's bike and snatches it up in the air and runs over to the tailgate of his truck, placing it in gently. Ace Blade shrugs and hops in big easy as the tires squeal out and make a beeline towards the location. Jax immediately calls Michelle, trying to get in contact with her with no answer. Damn it, man. I don't like this not answering the phone shit. How the hell did she even get the address? I can't make them move in, man, but I swear it would make my life so much easier and a hell of a lot harder at the same time. Michelle just won't allow me to help in that way. She wants her own life and Stacy, well, yeah, I mean, them living in the same house ain't ideal, but I've got to figure something out to keep baby girl safe. Jack says frustrated, running his free hand from the steering wheel down his face. I may have to start wearing a mask like you. I swear I wish I had done that a long time ago when I started, but I couldn't. Jack says the ace blade without looking at him. I didn't and don't intend on wearing a mask forever. Ace blade says looking out of the window before turning to look at Jack's. What? You just gonna spill the beans? Why? Don't you have enough hell at your front door already? Jack says genuinely intrigued and shocked at ace blade's somewhat somber answer. I painted a target on my back on purpose. If they're aiming for me, they're not aiming for people less equipped to handle it. Ace Blade says resolutely, but somewhat restlessly. I just want to stop the greed and corruption that damn near killed me. Ace Blade pauses before continuing hesitantly. From killing or harming anybody else. People need help out here. They're not standing around waiting to be criminals. They need help for one reason or the other one and greedy bastards take advantage of that. I will stand against them as long as I draw breath. Ace Blade says resolutely as he looks back at Jax again. Jax glances over at Ace Blade quickly before getting his eyes back on the road. He's shredding to get to Amber. I got nothing but respect for that. As a matter of fact, that brings my respect level for you to a whole other place. I do it for the same reason. I believe like you do, people need help. 
I know for a fact greedy and evil bastards out there take advantage of that. I also know and believe people choose to stand where they shouldn't. I know while they continue to stand there, people will get hurt and their cry for help leads to tears of mothers and fathers, especially in our community. So I'll stand against that too, but I'll be damned if I'm gonna watch you take the wrong side. You're warned you're on the wrong side. Hurt others while you're standing on that side and I'm gonna put my foot up your ass to help motivate you to help you get moving. I don't intend on killing them. I'll give you some credit. You helped me curtail my methods some to try to get more chance than one for me catching you out here tripping. Jack says shrugging while Ace Blade is somewhat shocked behind his mask. My grandfather thought and breathed what you just said. I watched him give people chance after chance and ultimately it led us to the family having to kill those who were posing to be there to protect us in a coup. My grandfather always looked to see the best in people and would do all he could to draw it out of them. That spirit isn't dead in me. I lost him though. I lost him due to betrayal by those who he handed those chances to. My wife, she had the spirit. Then I come across you. I knew a dude like you before all this. We used to train together in my off season. Jack says that Ace Blade flinches behind his mask. I knew some of the story of your grandfather. I've seen the video. You all are a powerful family. It made me proud to see him on the world stage like that. Ace Blade said, somewhat deflecting the convo away from Jack's statement about his training. I adored him. I still do. It's one of the biggest reasons I believe in justice by any means. My grandfather's wick was long, but once it got to the dynamite, there was nothing that was going to stop the explosion and what it eviscerated when it hit. I got my fighting spirit from him. My mom. I just know the consequences of too many chances. It's just hard to know where the line is sometimes. Jack says his ace blade hears a break in Jax's voice from emotion. I get it. I've been taken in rage before. I've almost stepped over that line and even if I did it once, it's the reason I made the line in the first place within myself. I've seen what happens when I let blind rage rule and you take someone you thought was bad off the earth only to later realize. Ace Blade says clenching his fist at the thought. I crossed that line in the pain it caused. I can't live with it. I'm not wise enough to make a decision on who lives and who dies. Who deserves another chance to change and who won't so they have to go. As long as our law and order exists, I'll leave it to them to decide. But I will stop them from hurting people. Ace Blade says through clenched teeth. I don't know if I'm wise enough, but I know I'm willing. And I feel the compass within myself building as to when I need to act to save lives of many. Not to mention the systems put in place to create this evil and sustain it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm willing to kill those upholding these evils for their benefit and for their superiority complex. They don't deserve to breathe. And I won't apologize for fucking them up before they continue to fuck us up. I seen it firsthand. I looked it in the eyes. I felt it in my veins. That's why I didn't mask up. People need to know somebody's determined to stand with them, to be a face, to be a voice, and to stand against it all. Unashamed, unabashed, and determined to destroy it from the root. That's biblical, homie. Best believe I'll bring justice to them. I keep trying to tell people try Jesus, not me. Because I'll kill you if you make me. Jack says, clenching the will fiercely. There's a balance. I feel good working with you to find it and work together to stop what's out here and what's to come. I respect where you stand. 
I better understand your thought process now. I hope you see and understand mine. Ace Blade says preparing to hop out of the truck as they pull up to see black SUVs surrounding the parking lot. Nah, I'm with you fam. You got my respect. We'll figure it out later. Jack says as he slams the truck in park and hops out of the car, bolting into the skate park. They run up to the front door as Jack flings the door open to the skating rink. Hey dad, what are you doing here? Amber says with a fountain drink in her hand. Baby girl, I called you and your mom for the last hour. Why the heck? Why aren't y'all answering the phone? Jack says trying to quell his irritation, failing. My phone died, Dad. I don't know what's wrong with it. My friend's phones weren't working either, and my mom was trying to call to see what was wrong with hers, but it stopped working. It was crazy. Amber says shrugging, and she gives him a hug. Yo, you know Ace Bladen didn't introduce me all this time? You slipping, Dad. Slipping. Amber says, shaking her head. My bad on that, baby, but listen. Where's your mom? We have to go right now. Jack says, looking around the rink, trying to spot Michelle. She's over there talking to some guy and lady in suits. They came in a few minutes ago when me and Arya were skating and started asking mom questions. Amber says as she starts dancing to the song playing in the rink. What kind of questions? Who are they? Jack says, trying to look around the corner to spot him. I don't know, Dad. I heard them ask about that time I was in the hospital when you were gone. Mom didn't like them asking the question, and they flashed a badge. She told me to go back over there to what I was doing, so I left it alone. Amber says, looking at Jack's, seeing the concern. What's wrong, Dad? They have to use signal blockers from the trucks outside. There were at least five trucks. We need to get them out of here quickly before somebody else gets hurt. Ace Blade says, looking for the exits. They've got to be Shelby's people. Michelle wouldn't have listened to them or talked to them if their badges weren't official. She knows the difference. We've got to go now. Shelby could care less who dies. He's got authority to cover it up and tag it as a terrorist investigation or anything crazy that he wants. Jack says, smiling at the kids, skating by and realizing it was him. Jax, I don't know what brought you here, but it's perfect timing. Would you tell these fools there's nothing wrong with Amber? They're here threatening me, talking about they're going to take custody from her because she got tipped off from an abuse line in the home. You better get them before I catch a case out here today. Michelle says infuriated as she stands up to walk away. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to sit down. We don't want to have to detain you and your daughter. One of the agents says as the other whispers in his calm. Oh, nah. Nah, there ain't going to be none of that up and through here today. Listen to me. I know what y'all are here for. You best mosey on somewhere before I'm forced to defend my family. I'm not waiting for court. You can get this word right now. Jack says, walking up and hovering over one of the agents who cowers with their hands shaking over their gun. Ace Blade assesses the room as the doors to the rink swing open and kids start to scream. Everybody get out of here now. Run. Get to the exits. Ace Blade screams, gesturing for the exit doors. Why must everything end in balance with you people? Shelby says as he walks through the doors with his hands raised in the air, gesturing a question. You would think with all that whining about your lives mattering, you take care to be non-violent. Shelby finishes smiling with sinister intent and smugness. Oh, you brave. You a brave son of a bitch right now standing in front of me. You must want to end up like that mistake of a son you should have shot into a napkin. 
Jack says, pulling timber from his holster. Listen to me, you ungrateful bottom feet nigger. Shelby starts before being interrupted. Whoa, 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 whoa. Language, wow. You want to be president of the United States? Yeesh. What in the world's coming to when there's a racist, narcissistic, entitled... Oh, wait, never mind. Okay, this script makes sense. Carry on. Jack says, chiding, but walking forward towards Shelby menacingly with Amber behind him. <laughs> you see, I tried to reason with you to take the one successful thing you helped bring into the world only to leave it and to use it for the good of those who deserve what she's carrying. Shelby says as Michelle interjects. What the hell is he talking about, Jackson? What the hell is going on? Michelle says, bolting towards Shelby with a knife in her hand before being grabbed by his agents. Aceblade moves swiftly, dispatching both of them and two quick and precise kicks to each agent. He then continues to usher the kids in the rink to the exit doors with their parents. Remember that conversation I told you we needed to have as a family? Yeah, well, this is why. We'll have it as soon as we get out of here. Jack says, not taking his eyes off of Shelby and his agents as more pile in. Enough talking. I would say you could have the girl and I let you go, but I'd be lying. I've waited for this moment and day for a long time to get back at you for your actions against my son. For murdering him in cold blood, I will have my vengeance. Shelby screams as he rears back and a massive blue energy blasts towards them all. Jackson and Aceblade grab Amber and Michelle respectively and jump out of the way. Well, that's new. Jack says, chiding, ushering Michelle and Amber to get behind a concession counter around the corner from them. You got a real skill for pissing people off. Aceblade says, removing his swords from their holsters. As he does, and he and Jack stand up. The doors blow open, and another band of mercenaries from Demorier rush through the doors, armed. Shelby grabs his earpiece, yelling into it. Not right now, Mr. President. I'm in the middle of something very important. Shelby screams as his eyes pulse with the blue energy he just unleashed. He punches the wall beside him, cracking it, as it begins to bow over from where he'd hit it. Damn it! Kill the niggers! Take the girl! I have to go now! Shelby screams as the helicopter can be heard landing outside. Get her to the facility now! He screams as he turns back to glare at Jackson, infuriated that he couldn't try to kill him right then. I was really looking forward to killing you. You sure you gotta go? I guess I'll set it for these. Jack says as he launches forward and he starts to bludgeon the agents surrounding him. Aceblade elusively and gracefully disarms and subdues the first five men he encounters. It's like watching the most skilled dancer move through a ballroom. They both dispatch the first 10 agents and stop to look at each other. What? Aceblade says to Jax as he's staring at him. You're not going to give me credit, fam? I haven't intentionally killed anybody yet. Jax says, half joking. Aceblade claps with his arms folded. You know what? Yes, I'll give you that credit. I'm proud of you, Jack. Aceblade is interrupted by Jax. Psych! You know I'm about to kill somebody, right? I mean, I'm going to try real hard not to, but, uh, I mean, triage is here, so. Jack says, cracking his knuckles and his neck. Aceblade shakes his head. 
It's still progress. I'll take it. As he charges into the fray, and they start to dispatch the rest of the agents and mercenaries. Jax bum brushes a pack of five of them before they can shoot at him, knocking them to the floor before he steps on the vest of one and bears his weight on his sternum. There's a muffled crack that can be heard through the layers of body armor as Jack snatches him up off the ground and spins him in circles to knock down the surrounding agents. Ace Blade avoids a stun rod on his right by stepping into the arm radius of the strike, elbowing the assailant in his trachea and unleashing a flurry of punches into his body armor before spin kicking the man sideways into two other agents. Two of the agents take aim at him and he unsheaths his two razor sharp spades from a hidden compartment in his arm guards. He launches them at the two of them, slicing their necks just enough to cause them to flinch, long enough for them to drop a smoke bomb on the ground. He advances into the smoke abruptly pummeling everyone in his path. As the smoke clears, he stands before the two agents that intended to shoot. He slams their heads together as Jax barrels through the crowd of agents and clotheslines them both thunderingly. Jack snatches an agent he ends up in front of after clotheslining the other two above his head. Catch, purple homie! Jack says as he throws the man to him. Ace Blade jumps in midair and spin kicks the agent in the face with insane force. Blood splatters into the face shielded mask the agent was wearing, and he falls to the ground unconscious. I said catch, man. Why you kick that man in his face like that? I could have done that. See? Watch. Jack says that he front kicks an agent into the wall of the skating ring and then takes off and drop kicks him into it, embedding the agent into the wall. He turns and shrugs to Ace Blade. See? Ace Blade shakes his head as he goes back to work on the agent surrounding him. Your turn. Catch. Ace Blade says as he side kicks an agent in Jax's direction, sending him flying into the air. Jack sprints towards the terrified agent, catches him in the air, places his arm in the agent's chest, and slams the man to the ground thunderously. Put me in, coach! I'm a baller! He says as he rushes back into the middle of the masses of agents being dispatched. Amber, what's going on? Who are these people? Aria says squatting down beside Amber and her mom, Michelle, in cover. I don't know. I guess they came after me because of my dad. I just don't know how they knew I was here. Amber says, still peeking around the corner, watching her dad and Ace Blade roar through the plethora of agents and mercenaries. Let's get out of here. I couldn't leave you, but I know somebody that can help and help us lay low. Aria says as she grabs Amber's arm to pull her towards the exit door, where a man in a lab coat is standing. I don't know him. I'm not leaving my dad. Amber says, resisting being pulled away. Your dad would want you to go. Why would he want you to be in harm's way? Come on, let's go. You can call him on the way. Arya says, pulling again insistently. Amber looks at Arya in her eyes and grabs her hands and places them at her sides. I'm not leaving my dad. Go if you need to. I'm staying here. Amber says forcefully before turning back to watch her dad fight. Arya, you go ahead, baby. We'll stay here until things clear up. Go ahead. Michelle says, trying to usher Arya off. I can't do that. You're too important. Aria says as she motions to the man in the lab coat. What? Michelle says, turning back to look at Aria as she sees light in her hands growing. What the hell? 
Michelle is just barely able to get out before Aria blinds her and the man of the lab coat knocks her out. I'm sorry, Bestie. We gotta go. You'll thank me later. Aria says that she blinds Amber and another man in a lab coat knocks her out. Jack sees the light flashes go off and cranes his neck to try to see around the sea of agents and mercenaries. What the hell was that? Jack says, preparing to barrel through more agents. He sees Amber and Michelle on the shoulders of two large men in lab coats and roars. No! Fuck this. Gloves off. Jack says, removing timber from his holster. Aceblade turns to see what Jax is looking at and takes his swords out. He sees them being carried off and grits his teeth, raising the intensity of the battle. Jax front kicks another agent through the onlooking ones. He spins the axe with brute force, severing everything it hits. Scores of agents fall as Jax gets to another agent. He kicks him above his knee to break his legs, punches the man, in the air, then plunges his axe into his chest, forcing him to the ground split in two. The blood from his body pours all over the floor, causing the other terrified agents to slip and slide in it. Jax grabs one of the agents by the neck, punching the man hard enough for the plastic of his face shield to embed in his chin. Blood spatters all over the interior of the mask, and Jax slams the mercenary into the blood and uses his body to step over the blood spilled. He breaks the mercenary sternum in the process. Aceblade skillfully and non-lethally strikes and slices with his swords as they dispatch the rest of the standing opposition and bolt out behind the men. A helicopter is waiting outside for them as Jax literally blows the doors off the hinges running behind him. Aceblade launches spades at the men. He severs the Achilles tendon of one man carrying Amber as he drops to the ground and Amber tumbles to the pavement. The other man carrying Michelle is farther ahead and hands her off to the people in the helicopters as two of the other men in lab coats jump out and grab Amber off the ground. The man whose tendon was cut writhes in pain as Jax blows past him to get to the man with Amber. They're just steps from the helicopter when Jax tackles the man in the back carrying Amber's legs. Jax claws to grab Amber as the men inside the helicopter hold her top half. The six men in the helicopter are pulling with all their might, but can't release Jax's grip on her. Take off! Take off, you idiots! He's too strong! A man in a lab coat screams. Aceblade has made it over to them now, and is helping to try to pull Amber out. The helicopter pulling away gives more momentum, and Amber's body almost tumbles out of it as the force of Jax and Aceblade pulls three men out onto the ground while the others work hard to place her torso in a harness. Go, 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 go! The man in the lab coat screams as Jax and Aceblade lose grip. The helicopter starts to pull away into the air before Jax bolts and jumps onto the step of the helicopter. He's dangling from it as they pull away. Aceblade watches helpless as Jax dangles from the helicopter, trying to climb his way in as the helicopter goes higher and higher into the air. One of the men in lab coats pulls a submachine gun and fires at Jax. A golden aura surrounds Jax, stopping the bullets in mid-air as Jax reaches and snatches the gun from the man. He shoots the man in the face and climbs up into the cabin before two remaining men push as hard as they can to keep him from getting two hands into the cabin. 
Amber starts to slip and starts to tipping out of the helicopter as Jax lunges to grab her. Once he does, it gives them the leverage they need to force him out. He plummets out of the helicopter, hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah, you can't say I didn't tell you it was going to heat up now. I told you it was going to heat up, and it's getting real out here, man. Now, I hope y'all are starting to see the lines of convergence. Uh, still a whole lot more. Uh, I think we got five more chapters. Yeah, 11. It's 11 letters in reparations, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's late, man. It's late that I'm still editing this, uh, but I'm really having fun doing it because of the process of... Um, being able to get this out to you guys, man. I really hope you guys are enjoying it. Please help us spread the word, man. Um, we're going to start running ads for the podcast, but you know, the best advertisement is best marketing is still word of mouth, man. So if you love the podcast, if you listen to it and you really are inspired by it, or, you know, you just love what you're hearing and you love the stories, man, please let other people know about it, share it. Um, and we'll be back next week for another episode. We appreciate y'all, man. We love you. Subscribe, share, uh, give us reviews. We love y'all. See y'all next week.